Well, you know, a couple years ago, I uh, was back in my hometown in Iowa, where I grew up. Hace un par de años estuve en mi pueblo de mi juventud en Iowa. And one evening, I took a walk, vi una caminata, and there is a park near my parents' home. Había un parque cerca de la casa de mis papás. And as I walked through that park, I, I paused for a moment, and my mind went back over 30 years before. En mi mente estaba recordando algo de hace más de 30 años. It was a September day, and I was with a group of college students, a park somewhat like this, and we had a picnic. Tuvimos un picnic con unos estudiantes de la universidad. And at that picnic, there was a young lady, a young girl, 19 years of age, dishwater blonde hair, big brown eyes, dressed simply in a blouse and corduroy jeans. Había una muchacha de 19 años con ojos cafés pelo rubio. And I happened to sit across from her as we ate. Estuve frente a ella sentado cuando comíamos. And we began to talk. Empezamos a hablar and I learned that she had grown up in Guatemala. Ella había crecido en Guatemala. Uh, she spoke Spanish. Hablaba español. And at the time I was learning how to speak Spanish. Estaba aprendiendo el español. And we had a nice conversation. And then after the picnic lunch, uh, the group played volleyball. Jugamos voleibol después. And she didn't play. She sat off to the side while the rest of us played. Ella se sentó al lado mientras todos jugábamos. And I can remember as we were playing volleyball, hitting the ball around, I kind of glanced her way, and I had the fleeting thought that she was kind of cute. Uh, yeah. You know, tuve un pensamiento que estaba atractiva, muy atractiva. And that was it. I mean, that was all. And by itself, you could say that was... A pretty ordinary day. Era un día bien ordinario. Nothing special, really. Just a college picnic. Un picnic de la universidad. But now, 35 plus years after the fact, I can look back and say that was no ordinary day. That was a day that changed the entire course of my life because, you see, that was the day I met Mindy. That was the day I met my wife the one who would be the mother of my children. That was no ordinary day. Ese era el día que me encontré con mi esposa, la mamá de mis hijos. And life is kind of full of moments like that. Life has moments that we go through them, and at the time we think they're pretty ordinary moments. Hay momentos en la vida que parecen ordinarios. We don't think much of them until much later we can look back and we can say, whoa, that was not ordinary. And that was certainly the case when I met my wife. Así fue con mi, con mi esposa. But that's even more so, I think, the case when we talk about the event that we're looking at today. The event of Palm Sunday. Así con el evento de Domingo de Palmas. Now, the, the crowd that was there that day that greeted Jesus as he rode into town, that crowd thought, they thought they understood the significance of that day. They knew this was a special day. La multitud sabía que era un día especial. Pensaban saber de qué se trataba. They, they were really excited. They knew this was a big thing. And they thought they had it all figured out. 
And that's evident by what they said. Es evidente por lo que decían. They waved those palm branches in the air as we did and they shouted what we shouted. They said, Hosanna, which means save us. Hosanna decían, sálvanos. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Bendito el que viene en el nombre del Señor. They were expressing in that moment and through those words their belief about the significance of that moment. And their belief was that this one Jesus who was coming into town was coming in and he was the Messiah. He was the promised king of Israel. Creían que ese era Mesías, el rey de Israel. And he was coming in to ascend to his throne. And he was going to kick out the evil Roman Empire that was dominating Israel at that time, and he was going to restore Israel to its glory days of old. Iba a conquistar a los romanos y también a restaurar a Israel a su gloria. They got it. They thought they had it down. They knew what this was about. This was a big day, and that's why they also said, blessed be the king of Israel. También dijeron, bendito rey de Israel. In other words, long live the king. Here he is. There's no way that that crowd that enthusiastically received Jesus that day could have ever envisioned that just five days later they would reject this Jesus as a fake, as a fraud, as a disappointment. No podía prever que en cinco días podrían rechazarlo como un traidor. They would not have known the significance of that event five days before. And they probably didn't know the significance of, of that day five days after either. They didn't get it. No comprendieron. And the same could be said for the disciples who were with Jesus. We know that the disciples were with him, the, the 12 that he had mentored and worked with for three years. Los discípulos tampoco comprendieron el significado de este evento. They came riding in with Jesus too. And they thought along similar lines. They were pretty sure that this was the culmination of everything that Jesus had worked for and that Jesus indeed was this promised Messiah and King. Pensaban también que Jesús era el Mesías and he was riding into Jerusalem to, to usher in the kingdom, finally. And they were a part of his inner circle. They would get to be, uh, you know, part of the cabinet, so to speak, Ellos pensaban que él venía para traer su reino. He was going to bring the golden age of prosperity back to Israel. Bring them back to those times. Él iba a traer prosperidad a Israel. And they as well, five days later, would be very disappointed with the results. Estaban desilusionados cinco días después. Not only were they disappointed, the Bible tells us they were dispersed. Scattered. Estuvieron dispersos. They were scattered out of fear, out of, out of just a sense of, of disappointment, and we don't know, but it would seem that maybe only one, maybe two of them were present at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified. They weren't even there. They missed out on that event. Solo un par de ellos estuvieron allá a los pies de La cruz. So the crowds didn't get it. The disciples didn't get it. But there's one significant difference between the crowds that rejected Jesus and the disciples that were scattered. 
There's a big difference. Hay una gran diferencia entre la multitud y los discípulos. And we find that difference explained for us in John chapter 12, verse 16. And I want to invite you to turn to John chapter 12. That's the scripture that uh, Job and Matthew just read for us so well a few minutes ago. Juan 12, 16. And there in the description of that Palm Sunday, of that triumphal entry, it says this. It says, at first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they'd done these things to him. Al principio sus discípulos no entendieron lo que sucedía. Solo después de que Jesús fue glorificado se dieron cuenta de que se había cumplido en él lo que de él ya estaba escrito. So what this tells us is that at some point after Jesus was crucified, at some point after Jesus died and then was glorified, that is, after he was raised from the dead, at some point after all of these events took place, in algún momento después de la muerte y resurrección de Jesús, de su glorificación, the disciples went back to these events and they began to, to piece together the puzzle of what exactly had happened on that day. Los discípulos empezaron a recordar esos eventos y, y romp, eh, montar el rompecabezas de lo que había pasado. They specifically went back, not just in their memories. They went back to the Word of God. They went back to the Scriptures. Ellos miraron las Escrituras. And specifically, they went to the Scriptures of the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, because the New Testament, the story of Jesus, had not yet been written down. So that's all they had to work with. They went back to the Old Testament. Miraron el Antiguo Testamento, lo que fue escrito antes de Jesús. And there they found some interesting things. Now, there's a saying out there. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I do believe it's true. And the saying is this, the New Testament, the story of Jesus, is contained in the Old Testament. El Nuevo Testamento está contenido, se contiene en el Antiguo Testamento. The New Testament's contained in the Old Testament, but the Old Testament is explained in the New Testament. El Antiguo Testamento se explica en el Nuevo. So in other words, when you go back to Scripture, you find clues of what has happened in the life of Jesus. And then when you look at the life of Jesus, it all makes sense. So they went back to a Scripture from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, a prophecy that was written hundreds of years before all of these events. Encontraron una profecía de Zacarías 9.9, and that's what we find in John 12, verse 15. And it says this, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion, that is, city of Jerusalem, see your king is coming. Your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt. No temas, hija de Sion, Jerusalén, mira que aquí viene tu rey montado sobre un burrito. Your king is coming on a donkey. Now, that is interesting because you see, conquering kings didn't tend to come to town on a donkey. The way to come to town, when you're a conquering king, si eres un reconquistador, no vienes sobre un burrito, you come on a horse. You come on a stallion. You come on a symbol of victory and, and a symbol of conquest. The horse was the symbol of war. El caballo era símbolo de guerra, but Jesus didn't come in on a horse. 
He was a king, the scripture tells us, but he was a different kind of king. He came in on a donkey. Donkey is a symbol of humility and peace. Burrito es símbolo de humildad y paz. And they began to understand what was going on, that Jesus was not coming in to make war with the Roman Empire by conquering them. That was not going to be his plan. No iba a hacer la guerra conquistando los romanos. Jesus was not coming to make war. He was coming to make peace by conquering sin. Iba a ser la paz conquistando el pecado. And so his desire was to make peace, not with the Romans, but with sinners and God. It's a different kind of king. Así la paz con Dios y los pecadores. And that's not all they noticed. No doubt they went back to what the crowd said, what I just quoted. Now what the crowd said when they said Hosanna, they were quoting a very specific part of scripture from the Old Testament. Estaban citando un salmo del Antiguo Testamento. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Hosanna, bendito que viene en nombre del Señor, bendito el Rey de Israel. That's a scripture that is found in Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26 in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, word for word. So la misma palabra es Salmo 118. And those words, Hosanna, save us, Blessed is he. Those words were part of a song. A song called a song of ascents. A song of ascent, as in sending, ascending up. Era parte de un, un, un cántico de ascensión. In other words, these were songs that the people of Israel would sing whenever there was a festival, whenever there was a, a holy feast. Cantaban esto en las fiestas sagradas. And they would sing these as they were going up. They were songs of ascent. They were going up to Jerusalem to worship God. And not only were they going up to Jerusalem to worship God, they were going up to a special hill in Jerusalem called Mount Zion where the temple was. They were going up to the temple to worship God. Estaban ascendiendo al templo para adorar a Dios. And so in the people's minds that day when they said, blessed is he, he's the king, they were thinking in their minds, we're going up the hill. We're going up to the temple. We're going to go crown Jesus there. We're going to go put him on the throne. He's going to be the king and everything's going to be right. Estaban haciendo en su mente al templo, al monte Sion, para coronar a Jesús y entronarlo. But look at the very next verse, Psalm 118, verse 27. And you get the real sense of what's going on. El próximo versículo nos dice que pasa. It says, the Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. El Señor es Dios y nos ilumina. Jesus was coming as the light to show what God was really up to. And then it says this, with boughs in hand, that is with branches in hand, Join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. Únanse a la procesión portando ramos, ramas en la mano hasta los cuernos del altar. People would wave palm branches at these festivals, and so there was nothing new about that the day Jesus came into town. But you see, they thought they were going to the temple for a, a, a coronation, for an enthronement. But this is saying that Jesus was going somewhere else. Yes, Jesus was going up. He was going up to a hill. Yes, he was. But he wasn't going to go up to Mount Zion. He was going to go up to another hill called Mount Calvary. 
Él iba a otro monte, el monte Calvario. And he was, yes, going to go to the place of the altar, but not where the temple was, where there was an altar. He was going to a different kind of altar. He was going to the altar of the cross. Él iba al altar de la cruz. And so this was a festal procession that would end up at the altar of the cross. And as the disciples look back, it all started to click. Todo empezaron a ver. See, Jesus was a different kind of king. He was coming to ascend the cross. And in fact, if we go to another book in the New Testament, Philippians is another book where, where we find this other song about what Jesus has done and it's reflecting on what happened, those events. It's remembering those events. And it says that he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. So he went up that hill, but in going up that hill called Calvary, he went down to the lowest place you could go, to death on a cross. Jesús ascendió al Calvario para ir al lugar más bajo hasta la muerte de la cruz. He died for you and me. And Philippians goes on to say, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee we sang it every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that he is lord he's the king yes he was a king yes he was going up but he was going up way higher than the people thought he was going down way lower so he could go up way higher to save the sins of the world to save his people él ascendía al lugar más alto y dios le ha dado el nombre sobre todo Yes, he's a king. Way bigger than anyone could have imagined. So here's the difference between the crowds and the disciples. The difference is this. While the crowds rejoiced in the moment when Jesus came, they rejected him when they didn't understand what was going on. La multitud rechazó a Jesús cuando no comprendió. The disciples also rejoiced in that moment. They also welcomed Jesus in that moment. But when they didn't understand, instead of rejecting him, they went back to Scripture and they remembered. En vez de rechazar a Jesús, fueron a la palabra de Dios. You know, there's a great lesson for you and me right there. I don't know what's going on in your life, but often we don't make sense of what happens in our lives. The disappointments, the tragedies, the, the problems... When we don't understand what's going on in life, the temptation is to reject God or to reject his plan or to say, God, what are you up to? The opportunity is to go back and remember. Go back to the word of God. When, when life doesn't make sense, that's the place to go. You got to be able to see the future and the present through the past, through the scriptures. Cuando no comprendes lo que pasa en la vida, vuelve la palabra de Dios. And so the disciples went back and they remembered. You know, that word in English, remember, means to take the members that are scattered and remember them, rebring them together, reunite them. Recordar es, es así como, como montar en unidad las piezas sueltas. And as they remembered, Zechariah and the Psalms, they recognized Jesus. To recognize is to know all over again. Reconocer es volver a conocer. And, and so the crowds 
rejoiced and rejected. The disciples remembered, and then they recognized, and then they received Jesus. They reconnected with Jesus through the pages of God's Word. Se reconectaron con Jesús. Years ago, I remember reading this book uh, by two authors, and uh, the title is kind of interesting. The, the title of the book is simply this, Re-Jesus. Hay un libro que leí, se llama Re-Jesusear. Now, that's uh, meant to be a verb, not a noun. And basically, in this book, these authors are saying that, you know, we tend, 2,000 years after the fact, we tend to want to make Jesus in our own image. We tend to want to make Jesus whatever we want him to be. If we, we need a buddy, Jesus is my buddy. If we want Jesus to be the guy that, you know, knocks heads and beats up people, we, that's the Jesus we're going to try to go after. If we want Jesus uh, uh, to be kind of that person that just says, hey, it's okay, whatever you do, that's what we want Jesus to be. And the point of their book was this, that we need to understand and go back to the scriptures and get the picture of Jesus clear to realize who he really is. He's not what we think he is. Ellos decían que uh, tendemos a hacer de Jesús lo que nosotros buscamos, un, un compadre, un, un amigo que nunca nos critica o lo que sea, pero tenemos que mirar la palabra de Dios. And when we begin to see the Jesus of 2,000 years ago, when we remember and understand who he is, we see that that's the same Jesus that's with us right now. And that's the same Jesus that will be waiting for us in the future. He's He's there waiting for us. Es el mismo Jesús en aquel entonces y ahora mismo. In other words, they were saying, when we get confused about what, what is going on in our lives and when we don't understand, we need to re-Jesus our lives. Become full of who He is. Remember Him. Recognize Him. All right? And so that's the challenge. Jesus is not the kind of king that we expect. He's the kind of king that makes not war, but he makes peace. He ascends a throne by dying on a cross. He makes peace with his enemies, not by killing them, but by loving them and giving himself for them. Jesús es el que, que hace paz muriendo la cruz. And so recognize that. Remember that. Recall that. Rejoice in that. Repent of the way you've been thinking and receive that. Read Jesus your life. Hay que rejesucear tu vida. And so every single moment of our lives can be an opportunity to meet Jesus Christ. Ordinary moments like right now can be an opportunity to see Jesus. Can you recognize that? Can you receive that? Can you believe it? This is the day that the Lord has made for us to get in touch with who Jesus Christ is. Cada momento es una oportunidad para reconocer quién es Jesucristo. You may be in a situation right now where you don't know what your life is about. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how you're going to get to where you think you need to be. And Jesus Christ is here. And he's saying, receive me. Read Jesus yourself. Believe in me. Puedes rejesucear tu vida.
And so that's why this morning we come to this place called the Lord's Supper. Por eso la Santa Cena. This is an event. We're an event this morning. It seems like a pretty ordinary event. Maybe you've done this before. Parece un evento ordinario. But really, this meal is an opportunity for us to be re-Jesused. That's what it's about. Es una oportunidad para ser rejesuceados. We have this bread and we have this cup. And Jesus says, do this how? In remembrance of me. Hagan esto en memoria de mí. The Lord's Supper is about remembering the past. That 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ rode into town on that donkey. Five days later, was crucified. He gave his body. He gave his blood. He was rejected by the crowds. And he died with the weight of the sins of the world upon him. Jesús vino hace dos mil años sobre un burrito, murió en la cruz con el peso del pecado del mundo por encima. But we need to remember, it wasn't just for their sins. It wasn't just the crowd who rejected him. We rejected him. It wasn't just the disciples who failed him. We failed him. Nosotros lo fallamos. But he did not fail us. We got to remember that. I can recordar eso. And if you can remember that, then you can reconnect with the fact that, that Jesus is here and now. Receive him now. That's what the Lord's Supper is saying. I can receive a Jesus ahora. He's more real. Jesus is more real than this bread that you're going to touch. He's more real than this stuff you're going to drink. He's more real than you are. El es más real que todo. He is here. In the midst of his body. Recognize it. And the Lord's Supper says, if you can receive Jesus now, if you can recognize him now, you can rely on him tomorrow. You can trust him. Puedes depender de él mañana. He said in the Bible, if you look back and remember, he said, I will be with you even to the end of the world. Estaré con ustedes hasta el fin del mundo, dijo. So here's my invitation to you this morning. First of all, this is a meal for those who have repented, who have remembered what Jesus has done and turned away from a lifestyle of pursuing other things. We're turned away from one direction and now we're on the parade with Jesus. This is a meal for those who are on the parade with Jesus, who have trusted in him as Lord and Savior. Esta comida es para los que, que han confiado en Señor Jesús. If you're not there yet, if you're still kind of in the crowd, you know, you're kind of waving the palm branches and you're, you're kind of a a fan, but, but maybe you're not a fanatic yet. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm not quite ready for this table. It's way okay. We're just glad you're here listening and, and taking in what's going on. But if you're trusted in Jesus, this table has been set for you. Si has confiado en el Señor Jesús, esta mesa es para ti. Si no todavía, si estás entre la multitud y no sabes todavía, está bien. No tienes que participar. But here's my invitation as we come to the Lord's table. We come as people who need forgiveness. We come as people who need grace. We need to be re-Jesused. I want to invite us to come following Psalm 118.27. I want to invite you to come and receive the bread and receive the cup with palm branches in hand. We're going to go up to the altar 
in a procession. Now, this isn't the altar. Vamos a subir al altar con ramas en la mano. Este no es el altar, but, but this table points us to the altar called the cross. Esta mesa nos señala la cruz. In fact, everything we're going to be celebrating this week is going to be about that. Good Friday, serving on Saturday, Easter Sunday. It's all about remembering, receiving, relying on Jesus. So that's the invitation. Let's re-Jesus our lives. Vamos a rejesucear nuestra vida. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus, you are with us in this moment. Our natural physical senses would tell us that seems impossible. Los cinco sentidos nos dicen que es imposible que estés con nosotros ahora. But you've given us a lot of other evidence that is worth looking at. You've given us your word. You've given us the promises of the Bible. Nos has dado tu palabra. You've given a, your Holy Spirit that is living inside of your people. Nos has dado tu Espíritu Santo. You've given us this meal with bread and with the fruit of the vine. Nos has dado esta comida de pan y el fruto de la vid. Lord Jesus, you are here. I pray that all within the sound of my voice would hear your invitation. First, to receive and welcome you into their hearts. Que cada uno reciba la invitación de darte la bienvenida al corazón. A su corazón. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for riding into town that day. We cannot imagine what that must have been like for you to face the cross, knowing where you were headed. Tenía que ser tan difícil enfrentar la cruz, and yet, your own word says that for the joy set before you, the joy of dying for our sins, you endured the cross. Por el gozo que te esperaba, dice la palabra, tú padeciste la cruz. So because you gave your life with joy, we want to come with joy to this table. First, we confess our sins. We confess that we have failed you. We have rejected you. If not in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, we have been inconsistent in what we say we believe many times. Hemos sido inconsistentes y confesamos nuestros pecados. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. Cleanse our hearts and our hands and our eyes and our lips, our whole, our whole self, by your Spirit, limpianos de tu Espíritu Santo. 
cuerpo y alma. We pray that as we come to this table, that the bread which we break, the cup which we lift up, may be to us by your Spirit the body and blood of Jesus. Que el pan que partimos, la copa que bendecimos, sea para nosotros en el Espíritu del Cuerpo y la sangre de Jesús. Thank you that you are here, Jesus. Thank you that your people is here. Thank you that we can come to the altar with bows in hand and rejoice. Gracias que podemos venir al altar con ramas en la, en la mano y regocijarnos. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So the scriptures tell us the night that Jesus was with his disciples, the night The very night he was betrayed by one of them, la noche que fue Jesús entregado de uno de sus discípulos, he was with them and he took bread. As he was among them, he broke that bread, partió el pan, and he gave it to them, and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat of it. Do this in remembrance of me. Partió el pan y dijo, este pan es eh, mi cuerpo que entrego por ustedes. Hagan esto en memoria de mí. After the same manner, when they had eaten, he took the cup, después tomó de la copa. And he blessed the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant, the new agreement that's being made Between God and sinners, in my blood. Esta copa es el nuevo pacto hecho con mi sangre. As often as you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Cuando beban de ella, háganlo en memoria de mí. And so, as we come to the table, again, the invitation is for all who have professed faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you believe, you recognize and have received Him as the only one who can forgive your sins. Invitamos a los que han profesado Señor Jesús como Señor y Salvador para venir a la mesa. I'm going to invite our serving elders to come up right now and I'm going to put them in place for you to come up and I'll give you just a few more words of instruction. Voy a invitar a los ancianos. Again, I want to invite you to come with your festal bow in hand, your branch in hand, que vengan con la rama. You may take of the bread and the cup and I invite you to go back to your seat and to spend that time reflecting, remembering, receiving what Jesus has for you. Vuelvan a sus señores sin comer y que estén en reflexión. After all have been served, then I will invite us to share and partake together. Después que hemos servido a todos, vamos a participar juntos. All things are ready. Come with grateful hearts.